everyone. You are listening to Start Inspired. I am your host, Samantha March. This is my podcast designed to give you a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. I'm looking forward to sharing this week's episode. I do have a new guest on today. I'm going to jump in to our conversation first. And then at the end, I do have two segments. I have the beauty word. I actually have a new skincare recommendation for you at the end and also a new word of the week. But first, I'm going to jump into my conversation with my guest this week. So this week, I am talking to Kurt Mercadante. He is an international speaker, a coach, a trainer, and I love that he describes himself as a disruptive entrepreneur whose mission is to save the world by helping people fight for lives of freedom and fulfillment. Kurt's speeches and training empower individuals to live their freedom lifestyle, and he also hosts the popular Freedom Club podcast. So in today's conversation, we do chat about business and being an entrepreneur, how to lead the freedom lifestyle, and I also asked him, I saw that he says that he believes work-life balance is a BS, and I was very curious to dive more into that, being an entrepreneur myself and someone who has worked from home uh, for the past five, six years here. So we definitely have a lot to cover. That's what we're going to start off first, my conversation with Kurt Mercadante. All right. Hello, Kurt. Welcome to the podcast. Samantha, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Uh, before we jump in, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. My name is Kurt Mercadante. First and foremost, I'm a husband. I'm a father to four children. And before anything, they come first. And it wasn't always that way. Um, I've built three profitable businesses, including a seven-figure PR and ad agency, and I shut it down at peak revenue because I wasn't putting the important people and experiences in my life first. And since I shut down that agency, now my mission is to help uh, save the world by inspiring others to live lives of freedom and fulfillment. I love that. I I don't have any children yet, but I do have my dog, and I know I would do just about anything for her. <laughs> you know what? Relationships are the number one most important thing. And, and I, when I say that, some people say, well, but I don't have a spouse, or I don't have a partner, or I don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. And I said, it doesn't matter. Your relationships yeah. are, it can be a pet. It can be parents. Mm -hmm. It can be friends. It could be people across the world doing what we're doing now. Um, right. It can be yourself too. You know, they're, right. they're so Definitely. important. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, okay. So I wanted to ask, cause so like you mentioned here, you have uh, a background in public relations and advertising and you were very successful there. So what happened? What made you want to switch career paths? Yeah, I, you know, for years, I had defined success by dollars in a bank account. And that was mm -hmm. it. And I got caught up in that. And I built and scaled this agency and was living according to that definition of success. Yet about four or five years in, I wanted to give it up. I hated it. Uh, even though I worked from home, we had a virtual team around the globe. I wasn't mentally and even physically present with my wife and, and my kids. Uh, at that time, we had two kids. Now we have four. And the reason being was that I was focused on the wrong thing. My definition of success was really one-sided. And uh, my father passed away in 2012, and he was my hero, and he had an incredible career, worked on the space program, designed fighter jets. He holds a patent. I'm looking at it. Actually, it's on the wall here in my home office, the patent for all the electronic switches on the Boeing 777. Wow. Yet at his wake, grown men, tears in their eyes, crying, and that incredible career, not a one person mentioned his career. 
mm-hmm. was all about husband, father, volunteer in the community. You know, he he attended the University of Notre Dame and he was president of the Notre Dame club locally. And uh, he read audiobooks for the blind. And I was sitting there and it was like a slap in the face to me. And I deserved it because my hero had set the example. And here I was not living it. And so I determined I was going to make a change. But as we always do, we say, hey, we're motivated. We have this willpower. We're going to make a change. And I did absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So about four or five years went by and um, it reached a fever pitch. And I woke up one morning. It was a vacation week and no one was supposed to bother me. I told everyone, clearly my clients, my team, everyone, you know, don't bother me here. I'm enjoying time with my family. But that didn't stop them from, hey, we need you out here next week. We need the email. We need you to join this conference call. We know on your vacation, but just come on here for a second. And I woke up one Tuesday morning and I said, I'm done. And I went and told my wife that. And she said, it's about time. And I shut my uh, agency down at peak revenue, which, which was, people ask me, were you scared? You know, it was so interesting that sometimes when the adrenaline's going and the pain gets so bad, it was more relief than being scared. Uh, the fear probably came two weeks later when I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what did I do? <laughs> but in the <laughs> moment, it was there and then I was absolutely done. Um, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Yeah. I... One thing that you said that I thought was was really interesting that I took something away from that was when you were uh, talking about at the wake and how people described him on his you know character traits and everything. Um, I'm in the beauty space. I'm a I'm a beauty influencer in social media, and you know we get talked about our looks all of the time. You know if someone sure. doesn't like our look or if we don't look a certain way, you know that's a lot of our comments that we get. But I heard someone recently say when her mother passed away, she said, you know, my mother was so beautiful and all these other things. But when people talk about her, they don't talk about her looks. They talked about what it is that she did, what like how she made other people feel and those types of traits. And so I, I can even relate to that with what you're saying with work and with career. Like that's not how people remember others. Sure. So I just thought yeah. that was really interesting. Absolutely. Um, and I've, when I was looking a little bit more into looking at your website and some of the things um, that you've put out there, I, I kept coming across you saying that you you never think that it's too late. And I love that. Um, I just had a birthday this week. I just turned Oh, happy 33. birthday. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Happy birthday. <laughs> I just turned 33. And sometimes I think, especially because of what it is that I do that I'm so on social media, sometimes I feel like, oh, it's too late for me to do this, or it's too late to have that idea. Like, you know, now I'm in my 30s. Like, is that a good decision? Uh, So why are you such a firm believer that it's never too late? Yeah, my very first client, she called me up. I had done a video on LinkedIn, uh, actually about my father and the fact that when he was in his mid-50s, he found himself out of work after being president of all these big companies, and he got a paper route. (laughs) and you know, he must've been, his pride must've hurt so bad, but I never heard him complain, Mm -hmm. but he did what he needed to do to support the family. He would get me up. Oh my gosh. He'd get me up at like four in the morning. He and my mom, (laughs) I was like nine years old and we would go do this paper out and I hated it, but I learned a lesson from that. He did. He never complained about ageism, any ism at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he decided to take matter in his own hands and he reinvented himself as a management consultant. He'd been a mechanical engineer and he was in his mid-50s. He went on after that to have a 25-year career as a management consultant. And so I told that story about it's never too late. He was in his mid-50s. And I got a call within a few hours of that post from a woman 
well, a message from her at least. And then we did a call. Mm -hmm. She said, mm -hmm. I'm 62 years old. Is it too late for me? And I asked her, I said, do you have a breath left in your body? She said, well, yes. And I said, well, whether you have one millisecond or 20 years left on this earth, why would you want to spend that time without freedom and fulfillment? And I think, you know, as we record this, we're in the midst of full-on coronapocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. right now, a lot of people are panicked and worried about their mm -hmm. jobs, about their careers, but there's a lot of people who are now realizing that, you know, times were good and they, it was easier to sink into a comfort zone over the last five or 10 years. And they may have traded away their freedom and fulfillment for security, for a steady paycheck. Mm -hmm. And now they're realizing maybe that paycheck is gone, or maybe they're realizing how fragile that really was. And that security was an illusion and realizing, you know what, was it really worth it? Because when you put all your life's meaning when you put your sense of freedom and fulfillment in external stuff, and I'm not saying stuff isn't bad, but when your mm -hmm. meaning is tied up into that stuff, external circumstances like the one now take your stuff away. And when that happens and your meaning's tied with that stuff, it takes your meaning away as well. And, um, you know, that client that I had, she, her biggest challenge when she came to me was simply, she said this, getting up in the morning. And even if you only have a week left on this earth, wouldn't you want to spend it doing the things you want to do with the people you want to do it with? And so it, it, it's never too late. Yeah. And that's a good point. And I, th I, I think that's really awesome what you said too, because there can be a, a way to look at what we're going through now as an opportunity. Uh, sometimes you can get into that comfort zone and you can get into the security net of having benefits and having your regular paycheck come at every two weeks, which is all great. But there's also a lot of people that want to be doing something different. There's just kind of a fear of the unknown and, you know, you want to keep that security. But you know, in a time like this, you could definitely look at it as an opportunity to, okay, maybe I, I'll, I'll try this. I'll try to start this. And, um, so I think that's a, that's a good point. It can maybe try to motivate some people during a, a very challenging time, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those opportunities are there. You just have to look mm -hmm. for them. And, yeah. you know, I've talked to some people in this crisis who, um, they just assume that because they're in a panic that everyone else is in a panic and mm -hmm. they say, well, no one wants to buy from me and they're running a business. So they just kind of sit on their thumb or sit on their, uh, on their couch, suck their thumb and say, well, no mm -hmm. one's going to buy. Then I've talked to four people over the last two weeks in the midst of this crisis are actually revenue wise doing very well because they're having conversations with people. And I interviewed uh, sales guru Mark Hunter this week, and he said, listen, sales is actually about helping people. Mm -hmm. And if you have the ability to help people, then it's your responsibility to help them and offer help and have those conversations in a way that has empathy. You know, a lot of people think sales is just picking up a phone and badgering people into buying things, right? Yeah. But when you look at it that way, you're going to be ineffective at sales anyway, so just don't do it. Uh, <laughs> but if you're offering help to people and people are like, yeah, I have a need from that. I will pay you for that value. Then then you've opened up opportunities that you didn't think existed before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, and I've seen you talk about living the freedom lifestyle. I've heard you mention it here too. So can you expand on what that means and how people can can live that lifestyle? 
Yeah. You know, the freedom lifestyle is, people ask me, well, what is that? And I say, well, what does freedom mean to you? I can't define it for you. And different people have different, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says, what does freedom mean to you? Mm -hmm. And different people have different meanings for it. Some people, for them, it means traveling. Um, you know, for me, it means um, being able to help others live a life of freedom and fulfillment, others, including my clients, but also my wife, my kids, um, you know, not feeling, if, if this crisis had happened five years ago, I would be in, uh, I'd be a complete mess right now. Yeah. Because to me, I had put all my freedom in the paycheck only basket. And that allowed others to control me. So I remember, you know, this is the third time in my career that we've had a crisis of, of this magnitude. And, and maybe this is the biggest, maybe it's not, remains to be yeah. seen. But 9-11 mm -hmm. uh, and then the financial meltdown of, of 07, 08. 9-11, yeah. I, was, I was at the beginning of my career. And so it was kind of like, well... Who knows? Yeah, I was probably a little too naive to even care or wonder, you know. But yeah. 2000, 2000, 2007, 2008, I was in the midst of building my company and I was in a panic. I remember I spent two years like my my clients are going to leave me. There's nothing I can do. Oh my gosh, what was me? And I spent two years in utter anxiety because of the way I had built my business and because of my mindset. The past few weeks here, I've been very calm and collected. I mean, the one worry that enters my mind is I have four kids. One of them tends to get, when he gets sick, he gets really sick. And so that's been on my mind in terms of the yeah. virus. Mm -hmm. But I also realize, what am I going to do? We can do what we can do. And beyond that, it, it, there are so many things that are outside of my control that I focus on what I can control. That's what freedom means to me. Uh, for others, freedom might just be fulfillment within their job, has nothing to do with entrepreneurship. They can have a nine to five, but still have a job that fulfills them. But that is an alignment with their relationships and their self-care. You know, they get to read the books they want to read. They, they find time to do that. They're with someone they love. They spend time with their friends. Um, and so for some, you know, freedom, the freedom lifestyle and the freedom mindset doesn't have to be some grandiose travel the world thing. If that's what it means to you, so be it. Um, but for some people, it's, uh, I talked to, I have a client and her ex-husband, freedom to him was he's making a bunch of money, but he sold everything he had and he lives literally in a van. It's almost like turned it into a tiny home and <laughs> travels around the country doing that, but makes a bunch of money, uh, but lives a minimalist lifestyle. There's others yeah. who hear that and are like, I couldn't stand doing that. So mm -hmm. that freedom lifestyle is really about the life that you desire, not the life you feel that you're, you're kind of, uh, you know, confined to like a life sentence in prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just taking, I always take some notes as I listen. So, sure. um, I was just taking some notes there and about, it, it kind of gave me an idea because I feel like this is something I, I, I talk about my dreams and goals and my one of my last podcast episodes was like all about looking back at my 2020 goals and resolutions, but I don't know if I've ever really sat down and kind of really mapped out what I want my life to look like and like, what are some of my top desires? And, um, so that's, that gave me a thought that maybe I should do that. I should spend some time doing that and trying to decide like what the freedom lifestyle would look for me because I, I just don't think I've ever really tapped into that enough. And, I could see that it could, how it could help set you on a certain path or again, just help change your lifestyle too. So 
That's really interesting. Yeah. And it's about that end goal, uh, the vision for your life, because a lot of people try to move toward it Mm -hmm. and they end up bouncing around like a pinball from objective to objective or career job to career thing, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and then they reach a wall or hit a wall like I did. We're like, wait, where is it headed though? And if you think about it, you know, in the olden days, right before we had like Google maps and GPS, Mm -hmm. you would pick, you take a map and you'd figure out where you want to go and you'd put a pin in that destination. And then you would reverse engineer it to find the best road, the best route to get there. It was about reverse engineering, not starting Mm -hmm. here and trying to find your way through it because often then that's a good way to get lost. You have Mm -hmm. that destination and the key is reverse engineering it because when you do that and when you every day focus on your vision and meditate on your vision and affirm your vision, your mind starts to believe that you've already been there. So it's almost like muscle memory in your mind that you've already been there. And so it doesn't seem like this thing that's so unattainable. Uh, It's as if you've already been there and it's easier than to connect the dots. It's almost like you're connecting them going backward than moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, that's funny what you said about like the Google Maps. I <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, now it's so easy. We take it for granted. It's like, all right, right. I'm going there and and, right. and you go that. And, and I run into so many people who try to do that, who try mm-hmm. to do the Google Maps version with their life. Yeah. And then I, I tell them it's like throwing stuff, spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Like, or, you know, you go to a gun range and it's like, you have no target, but I'm just going to fire wildly until I hit something. Yeah. It's like, well, you can do that, and certainly people have found their way by doing that, but wouldn't you mm-hmm. rather like have the target and know the path to get there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so I saw that you call yourself a disruptive entrepreneur, which I thought was fantastic, and I had to ask, what what does that mean to you? Why, why do you call yourself that? <laughs> yeah, I, I really think that for two reasons, really. One is I really favor... Um, you know, there's a lot of small business owners mm-hmm. who call themselves entrepreneurs and they're not, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a, and, and I'm not going to bad, I'm not bad mouthing anyone. I'm just, I'm just stating what I believe and a lot of other believe, but like there's a local entrepreneurs group here, right? And you go there and there's like 20 realtors. Mm-hmm. Well, realtors aren't really entrepreneurs. They're business people. They're mm-hmm. small business people. And people are like, well, what's your definition then? I said, well, you know, if you own a dry cleaner, I don't consider you an entrepreneur. You're a small business owner. But Mm -hmm. if you open a dry cleaners and happen to have like a bar and a sports pub in there as well or something (laughs) like that, then you're an entrepreneur. You're disrupting. You're providing a service that maybe didn't previously exist. Those are the types of people I like to work with because they're they're trying to create something that that didn't exist before. They're trying to innovate, not just compete with others to build a better, lower cost widget. You know, when you think about in the 2000s, right, everyone was competing to build a smaller, cheaper smartphone. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs came in and was like, yeah, you all can do that. But I'm going to create something that you never thought of, which was like putting a, a full computer in your hand. People yeah. are like, that's so stupid. You'll never do that. So they were competing and he was innovating. I, yeah. I, I really love working with people that that build those. And I also, I also differentiate myself from a lot of what I call the hustle and grind pornographers that are out there, where they do videos on Instagram and YouTube saying, it's all about the grind. It's sleep when you're dead, tearing down walls. It's all about brute strength. Mm-hmm. And they're really doing a disservice. There's nothing wrong with working hard, but a lot of people hear that 
and they waste time. And so, you know, you end up, you're in the middle of the forest and you're working so hard and you think, oh, well, well, Gary Vee said, just, just chop down trees. And so you chop down a hundred trees and realize one of two things. One is to get where you wanted to go, you only had to chop down two trees. So you wasted mm-hmm. your time chopping down an extra 98. Um, or you're like in the wrong forest and you're just, you're just grinding and you're hustling it out. And a lot of people do that for six months or a year and say, I took that advice. I took Grant Cardone's advice. I took Gary Vee's advice and it didn't get me anywhere. It's like, well, you got to really listen to what they're saying. You can work hard while also working smart. And there's so many entrepreneurs who just don't get that and get angry and upset when I point that out. Yeah. Yeah. I I can see that too. Sometimes this is something that I I preach a lot too, is that I think we, we... we have so many different outlets where we can get advice now with the internet and with podcasts and with YouTube and, 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 and then you have kind of your traditional sense with books and such, but there's so many different ways to find advice, but sometimes people just take it and run with it without actually a hearing it, but B applying that to their, you know, specific life or what it is that they're trying to do. And if you just randomly take all this advice without really thinking it through, it's, yeah, it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think about, so I'm, I'm big into um, skincare because I do beauty. So I'm also, I'm very much into skincare, but I give a lot of skincare advice, but I'll say things like this product is good for if you have dry skin and I'll get a comment from someone saying, well, I tried it and I hated it. And I'm like, well, well, why, you know, what happened? And they're like, well, I have super oily skin and then this happened. I'm like, you didn't listen to what I said. <laughs> you just heard me say that I liked something, but you you didn't listen to that second part. So you used something that was going to have no benefit to you. <laughs> right, so, right. So it's what you said about the chopping down the trees and being in the wrong forest. I'm like, I feel like I come across that so often. <laughs> yeah, it, ta- it takes a bit of critical thinking, right? I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. there, was a, there was a case this past week and I, I don't get political and I want to get political, but- they, there's a drug that they're that people are using that doctors are using. I think in Belgium and Bahrain they're having success supposedly with it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's I don't even know how to pronounce it, chlorinique or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, the president said something about it on TV. I don't even know because I, I try not to to watch the news that much. Yeah. And someone I think it was in Arizona. It's a chemical that happens to be in like pool cleaner or aquarium cleaner. And that person heard, oh, this chemical works and went and drank the stuff and got like really sick or died. And it's like everyone was saying, well, everyone's talking about it and they're blaming the president and they're blaming this. It's like, well, maybe use a little bit of critical thinking. There's a lot of good chemicals in toxic materials that like I wouldn't consume. (laughs) and but it but it takes everything takes critical thinking and and i i get concerned when i see people resorting to um uh tribalism in many cases Mm -hmm. uh political tribalism for me even even uh kind of religious tribalism which is different than spirituality and, and organized religion or even the tribalism of i mean even now we've seen coronavirus Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's, it's like devolved into anyone who wants to also look and says, maybe we should also look at the economic impacts of a complete economic shutdown is like, mm-hmm. is like somehow evil. And you only care about the wealthy. It's like, well, well no, I, I don't want a great depression, but you can't right. even bring it up anymore. You can't have a discussion because people aren't able to sit back, take a deep breath and think. Yep. And you know, what you mentioned with the skin product, 
it's the same thing on a smaller scale, but mm-hmm. you know, those kind of micro decisions throughout the day determine our lives. And, and, and if yeah. we don't stop and think every once in a while and just, just believe or do the last thing we heard on social media for someone else without thinking it through, that's mm-hmm. when we back ourselves into a corner. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's, uh, it's hard. You know, I'm on social media like all, all day, every day sure. pretty much. And it is hard to have, I'm finding it harder and harder to have discussions with people online about our situation because it just feels like you can't say or do anything right. And, you know, I'm trying to keep my career going and I'm trying to continue to post YouTube videos, which, you know, I focus on, on beauty and I'll get comments of like, how can you think about makeup at this time? Well, A, not only is it giving me an outlet to not just watch the news and be sad about everything that's going on. You know, I started YouTube and makeup because I love it. And it was a hobby that turned into a career for me. Yeah. But it's also my job. <laughs> like, right. Why, why do I have to lose my job too? I, I, the people, there are people who, listen, it's not just this. When we get stressed and we get panicked, right? One of the greatest things about the human body is cortisol. It's our fight or flight hormone or stress Mm -hmm. hormone. And it's wonderful because if you walk near a cliff, the thought of the cliff triggers an emotional response, which is a chemical reaction of cortisol. You pull back from the cliff. You don't die, right? Mm -hmm. If you're walking down the street and a mugger jumps in front of you, that fight or flight causes you, I'm going to run away. Or if you have the skills, I'm going to beat the crap out of this guy, right? (laughs) The problem is, is in a crisis, that same fight or flight hormone can cause people to be in a constant state of fight or flight. Mm -hmm. That's unhealthy. Heck, if there's a virus coming around, that's unhealthy and it lowers your immunity. But it also can cause you to just paralyze and be in a constant flight mode and go in the corner and curl in the fetal position and say, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to watch TV. I'm going to let this rise in my head and I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to worry about it. And I'm going to focus on every single case and every single death around the world. I mean, think if we did that for every sickness and every Mm -hmm. illness and every death and every single war and every, right? We would never function. And I'm not saying that coronavirus isn't serious. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that at all, but the world still has to spin and there's a lot of people out of work. Why do we need more people to go out of work just because we expect people to stop working and earning money at this point? That's just insane. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's, it's hard. I'm, I, I, you know, I really commend anyone who can be not even just talking about it in a calm manner these days, but who can still continue to express things that they get excited about or are happy for things like that. Cause it's just such, I mean, I, I was uh, a freshman in high school when nine 11 happened. So I s- didn't quite grasp it. Sure. Um, couldn't like, I understood what was happening, but I didn't really understand it on a deeper level. And I didn't understand the impacts that it would have like even, you know, on the economy and, and everything. Uh, and then 2007, 2008, I, I was a little bit older, but I still didn't fully get what was happening mm-hmm. on, a, on a deeper level. But this is something that I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the stocks. I'm looking at what's happening with, with our economy because I'm like, wow, this could, I mean, this could affect us for, for, for years to come. And it's, it's very scary when you're older and, um, 
you know, probably going to be faced with some hard decisions and all of that. It's something that I'm trying to be aware of and figure out the best ways to go about things. But, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I do what I do and that I can continue to work. And I like, at this point, I'm just kind of refusing to lay down and be like, I'll just be sad all day, every day. Like some days it's hard. I, I can tell that I've been struggling with like sleeping, like either waking up in the morning or falling asleep at night, which is kind of unusual for me these days, but I'm, I'm trying to keep on keeping on because what else can we do? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and like you said, being aware, having a plan is important. Mm-hmm. Um, becoming obsessed with mm-hmm. things outside of your control. Hey, that's everyone's prerogative. They want to do that, but then yeah. don't be surprised when you get results that equal mm-hmm. <laughs> the thoughts of panic and the actions you take. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I see that. Um, so about a little bit about me and, and what I do, like I've been working from home for many years now. I think I'm like on year six or seven and, um, of working at home. And I get asked all the time of like how I achieve work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you say that work-life balance is BS. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when a lot of people hear me say work-life balance is BS, they think I'm going to say, mm-hmm. cause it's just all about work and you got to do, you know, and the reason I say that is, is a couple reasons. One is first and foremost, there's not work and life. There's just life. Mm-hmm. And if you separate out those notions then it's like a seesaw, right? And it's like, or a teeter-totter, whatever people call it these days. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's like, all right, I'm going to put everything into work and ignore life. Well, is that true? And so really, there are three facets of our life. There's your relationships, there's your self-care, and of course, there's work. And the key to fulfillment isn't trying to balance them out because that denotes that that te- that seesaw or the scale is going to be weighted some way. And, and a lot of people say balance while well, it's perfectly balanced. That's never going to happen. Right. Um, and so, or a lot of the way pe- people look at balance and I get some people who, who vehemently disagree. If you go on my YouTube page, you're people, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, and other insults. Right. But I get more people downloading my work-life balances BS guide, <laughs> and I've mm-hmm. had more people jump in my programs because they know exactly what I'm talking about. They're yeah. constantly seeking work-life balance, but the way they do it is this. They say, all right, well, for the next two weeks, I'm working on this project, and I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to eat poorly. I'm going to ignore my significant others, my loved ones, and my kids for two weeks until I get this done, but when it's done, it's all going to balance out, and mm-hmm. then I'm going to come home early, and I'm going to take my significant other on a date. Uh, I'm going to play with the kids and I'm going to eat healthy. Uh, I'm going to go to the gym. Now, even if that happens, which is a big if, often that two weeks turns into two months, turns into five years, turns into, you know what? When I'm 65, it's all going to balance out and then I'm going to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And just in my family, between the ages of like 64 and 67, heart attack, stroke, knee replacement, prostate cancer, right? And, And so they spent their lives waiting instead of living. I mean, look, look right now, the amount of people who my, my, uh, uh, I have a relative who was supposed to get married next week in California. We were supposed mm-hmm. to go down to California, had a vacation plan, not happening. Right. Yeah. So now for them, it's not like they were waiting a long time, but the amount of people that I see posting that were waiting on these big trips that they had planned for years and they've spent this, all this time waiting and waiting and waiting. What happened? A situation outside their control. And they're mm-hmm. learning now and wishing 
why did I wait that long? Why did I wait that long for this to happen? And they were hoping it would all balance out and it just doesn't work that way. So the key is in balance. It's aligning your relationships, yourself and work each and every day, not just when you're 65, but starting now. I I feel that on such a deep level. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was really, I was very curious as to what you are going to say there. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear what you said because I feel like I, when I get asked the question of work-life balance, I kind of freeze up and I'm like, gosh, I really, like, I don't know the best way for me to explain how it is that I go about my work. But what you said with aligning everything, I feel like that's, that, that is how I would explain it. It's like puzzle pieces clicked into my mind when you said that, um, because it's not about working myself and I've totally done this. I have done this throughout the years and starting businesses and believing a traditional job in all of it. And it's not a good way to go about things. I mean, burnout is so real. I've experienced it so many times and, um, and also experienced like, okay, all I do is work. I put everything into work, but it's not paying off in this sort of way. And then it just kind of hinders other things in life. So when I finally got to a point where I was able to see things a little bit clearer and understand how I can work and be successful and have businesses and be a career woman, but also have a life and be able to do things with my husband and take trips and see my family and be a good dog mom and all these other things, it was such a, it's such like a, I don't know if I want to say freeing experience, but it just makes everything so much better when you're able to find not necessarily, like you said, the balance, but find everything is aligning together. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. That was so interesting. Um, so we've, we've talked about the coronavirus a bit too, but I'm just, I'm just curious if you have any best advice for entrepreneurs that are struggling during this time. Cause I know that there's just, I think there's just a lot of uncertainty, which is a, definitely a hard thing, but, um, I would love to hear if you had any good tips that you'd want to give. Yeah. Uh, focus on what you can control. Mm-hmm. You know, take a deep breath and focus on what you control. I can't control our city council here locking us down. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can control is me having laser focus on doing my sales calls, looking mm-hmm. for new opportunities. You know, I've spent much of the past week, I've lost probably $25,000 just over the last two, three weeks in Mm -hmm. speaking engagements, uh, going out and speaking because things are canceled. Well, you know what? I could sit and cry and whine about that. But what I've spent my time doing is reaching out to those folks saying, hey, have you thought of doing virtual trainings? Have you thought of doing virtual events? Some of them are, some of them are trying to wait for the dust to settle. But yesterday Mm -hmm. I had three calls with folks who are now doing virtual trainings and wanted to know if I'd like to be a part. Yes, getting paid to do them. And so there are different opportunities. I talked to someone uh, earlier this week, or, or maybe last week, and she's in food service, mm-hmm. and which is obviously getting decimated right now. Right. And she is a consultant that helps people in their processes, right? And she doesn't just work with restaurants, but she can also work with, for instance, there's large corporations who within their buildings and, and headquarters have coffee shops and cafeterias and those types of things. And I said, listen nothing's going on in your industry right now. (laughs) So one thing you can do is start putting out content and sharing your expertise and authority 
because all those potential clients are sitting at home consuming content. And when they come back to work, not only are they going to go back to work, but particularly in the food service industry, like there's going to be a big premium on serving food in a way that is clean because everyone's going to be freaked out about germs and viruses for a while, right? If you start putting out content now and using your energy to do that and share your expertise on how to get that done, they keep seeing you, her name's Yolanda. They keep seeing Yolanda's name and her expertise. When they come back and someone says, well, we got to change up our processes, who's going to be the first person that comes into their mind? Now, maybe the second quarter, maybe the third quarter, but why not set yourself up for theirs? So when the third quarter comes, you're hitting it with a running start rather than just being stuck in the starting blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think that's a, a great one. And kind of like we touched on too, like finding the opportunity right now, it might seem like a hard thing. And I think when things first started getting kind of bad, I felt like even my thoughts were becoming fuzzy, like, oh no, just everything's going to come crashing down. But it's, I have to remind myself multiple times a day, I need to get one of those smartwatches that tells me to breathe because it just really does help to just take a breath and be like, okay, what is the next thing I need to do? Like, let's just take it one step at a time. What can you do next? And, um, and just kind of going from there. But yeah, I think it's all about mindset, I believe too. And I just, I think we're all just trying to do our best right now and get through this together. And hopefully it'll, I don't know. I always want to say like, hopefully it'll be over soon, but I don't really even know what that means (laughs) to be honest. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much there, you know, and there, there's so much weird and conflicting data out there and, and, you know, I'll talk to really smart people who are in a full panic because they're only looking at numbers. Mm-hmm. But then I'll look at some other people and I'll look at what's going on in the UK and I'll look at announcements about, well, we've said 500,000, we're going to do this. And now we say 20,000. So it looks a lot better, but still panic. And and mm-hmm. so you never know what to do, which is why it's so important to you know know what you need to know mm-hmm. and then turn off the news and then go right. do what yeah. you need to do for your life. And yep. yeah, don't be stupid, You know, be safe, secure mm-hmm. your home, secure yourself, but- do what you can do to keep moving forward because this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's great advice. Um, as we wrap up, would you like to share where people can find more about you or anything that you might offer? That'd be great to know. Yeah. So I, I work with uh, individuals and corporations. I offer, I have a, a variety of offerings. I have something called the Freedom Accelerator. The Freedom Accelerator is a five-week course where I lead you through the five pillars of the freedom lifestyle to help you unleash your superpowers, define your vision for your life that we talked about, live a life of alignment, become radically outcomes-focused where you're moving toward that vision each day, and where you get in a state of flow. And if you want to learn more about that, you can actually text FREEDOM CLUB to 55678. That'll come right to me and I will get in touch with you about how uh, I can serve you and offer value to you. And I also have a book, The Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. Amazon bestseller came out in the fall. And if you text again, Freedom Club to 55678, that'll take you. You'll get a link where you can purchase the book on Kindle right now. Oh, perfect. I will have to check that out. I I started a a blog. That's how I started everything in 2009, but it's a book blog. And I love to do 
book reviews over there. So I will oh, definitely awesome. check that out. I'm just writing that down. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> That's great. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for being on today. This was some, my notebook is very full and um, this was just so much fun. So thank you very much for taking the time to do this. Thank you. I had a great time and I really appreciate you having me on. All right. I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Kurt. I know I had a lot of fun chatting with him. And to finish off this week's podcast, I do have two different segments. I have a new word of the week and also the beauty word. I have a skincare recommendation to finish things off here. Uh, But for my word of the week, when I have them, I also like to read back uh, any feedback that I've gotten from you. So I always encourage you can drop me an email at startinspiredpodcast at gmail.com. You can use the hashtag Start Inspired Podcast on social media. I'm always looking through that. Or you can tag me anywhere, comment on YouTube, DM me on Instagram, whatever it is you want to do. And I like to read some feedback. And the last time we had a word of the week, the word was perseverance. And I wanted to read this message that I got in because I thought that it was really special. So I wanted to read it to you. So this message says, Uh, When you spoke about self-motivation, perseverance, especially for entrepreneurs, the first person that came to my mind was my mom. She truly is the hardest working, most proactive, and self-motivated person I know. How she has persevered through all the insane struggles and huge road road bumps she has had as an entrepreneur and especially as a mother with her own family. And I thought that that message was so sweet because that was actually sent in by Kareen. And if you remember Kareen, I interviewed her a couple weeks ago. She works at Ofra Cosmetics and her mom is Ofra. So she was sending that in about her mom and I just thought that was so special. So I wanted to read that because uh, I know that they do listen to the podcast, which is, I mean, if you if you caught our conversation together, you know that Ofra is a family-owned business. And even though they're this huge company that sells in all of these different stores and retailers in all of these different countries uh, around the world, they are a smaller business and they really do treat everyone like family. And they're just they're such a special business. And, you know, I recently did my collaboration with them. So of course, I really love the brand, but even just getting messages like this and um, knowing that they listen to the podcast, I mentioned in that episode how Oprah herself has read my books and left reviews for them. I mean, they're just such a, a great company to work with. So I really wanted to share that because I thought that it was so special. So thank you so much to Kareen for listening to the podcast and also sending that in. I wanted to share that because I thought that was just really so special. The bond between mother and daughter, I think is really, really awesome. And um, so I just love that. I wanted to share it, but uh, to have a new word of the week. So in my word of the week, this is the word that I give you to just kind of think about and how you can relate to that in your life. And again, if you want to leave any feedback, I would I'm always happy to read it, but then also if there's any that I can share in the next podcast episode, that always excites me. Uh, And for this week, the word of the week that I chose is 
compassion. So Merriam-Webster has the definition of compassion as sympathetic consciousness of others distressed together with a desire to alleviate it. So that is compassion. And as the entire world goes through a hardship right now, one thing that I've been saying from the beginning is kindness and compassion, kindness and compassion. That it goes a long way. It is what our world needs right now. Um, I am someone who I try so hard to look at the positives and to be a positive person and to suggest kindness before negativity, but I think right now we really need compassion. Everyone's going through something. Everyone's struggling through something. There's not a competition right now of who has it worse, and uh, I, I just think compassion can take us a long way. It's something that I try to think about too. And when I see so much anger, especially on the internet and on social media sites, there's fear and uncertainty, which leads to anger and and negativity. I just keep reminding myself, try to have compassion, Samantha. Try to have compassion. Try to understand what other people are going through, maybe why people are lashing out or and all of that. But I think compassion and kindness is what the world needs a lot right now as we all get through this together. Again, no no one's no one's winning in this game of life at the moment and we're all just trying to make it through this very uncertain time and you know, I'm always hoping the best for you. I've been trying to say it all over my socials and every time I film a new video for YouTube. I hope that you stay well. Uh, I hope that you do your part. Like I said, we're all in this together. We all have a part to play in this. I know I have been not moving from my house. I get to go outside and walk my dog, which is the highlight of my day every single day. But other than that, I'm in my house. I'm relying on technology and social media to stay in touch with my friends and my family that I can't see and just trying to do my very small role in in trying to get through this together. So I hope that you guys are doing well, but the word of the week this week is compassion. I would love if you would like to write anything in, how you have compassion, how you've seen uh, others have compassion. I, I would love that. And I will definitely read some the next time we have a word of the week segment. And then to finish off this week, I do have the beauty word. I have a new skincare recommendation that I want to give to you. And this is a product I wasn't super sure about. I ended up getting it in PR from the brand, and it was my first product that I received from this brand, which I was pretty excited about because I've bought a lot from this brand. And I decided to give it a try, and I have been so pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoy this. And it's a product that I know I can't use every single night, but I want to. And it's one that I'm like, nope, you have to take a night or two off. You can't overdo it on your skin. And the product that I'm talking about is from Wishful. This is the Yo Glow Facial Enzyme Scrub. And if you're like, wait a second, I haven't heard of Wishful. What is that? This is actually the brand started by Huda Beauty. So I really like Huda Beauty as a brand. I've bought a lot of products from them. I've tried a lot of their different products that they have under the brand. So Huda started this skincare brand called Wishful. And their first and only product right now is this Yo Glow Facial Enzyme Scrub. It retails for $39.00. It says it's a gentle yet powerful exfoliator infused with pineapple and papaya enzymes, BHAs, and AHAs that leaves the skin with a healthy glow. 
says it's good for normal dry combination and oily skin and it's good for pores dryness and dullness and uneven texture this is one like i said i you don't want to use it every night i am a fan of exfoliating and i do recommend exfoliating your skin but exfoliation is not something that you want to do every single night you can damage your skin that way you can damage your skin barrier that way uh, there is such a thing as overdoing it even if you're using a gentle exfoliator which this one is actually very gentle which is kind of surprising to me but even if you're using something that's more gentle or more mild and even if you wear makeup every single day, you don't need to exfoliate your skin every single night. That can be that can be too much. So again, it's one of those that I just enjoy so much. I like the way my skin looks. I like the way that my skin feels. Even the next morning after I use this product, I think that my skin looks really nice. I feel like it's really been helping with especially some redness on my face. Um, I've gone through a struggle with acne over the past a few months here, especially hormonal acne on my chin and my jawline around my mouth. And I have a lot of pigmentation left over from when I was going through really bad cystic acne. And uh, this product I think is really helping me. I like that it's nice and gentle. It's not too much. It's not it's not too harsh on my skin because I do also have sensitive skin. I don't think the scent is too overwhelming. I was a little bit leery because in a lot of Huda Beauty products, they can be very scented. So I was a little bit concerned about that with skincare because um, Addit Fragrance also is not great for the skin, but I don't find it to be overly fragranced. I Because I, I've gotten to the point where I just don't like to put anything that has too much fragrance on my skin. I just can feel myself like cringing at that. Um, but I didn't I didn't find that with this one. Uh, it is more of a cream product and when you apply it to the skin, it starts to, it almost looks like it's pilling up, which sounds weird, but that's actually the dead skin. She has explained in her videos and her Instagram that that's actually your dead skin coming off between your fingers, which is kind of gross, but kind of cool at the same time. And after you apply it, then you do rinse it off. Uh, so again, this one has the BHA and the AHA to help exfoliate, but I like it because it's a like a quick and easy type of product instead of being more of a uh, like a mask exfoliator where you have to leave on for 10 15 20 minutes this is just you apply it I mean it's honestly kind of fun to like run it around your skin and and all of that and then you rinse it off and then that's it you are done with so there are a lot of nights where I don't get to my skincare right away and I'm doing it right before I go to bed and I don't have time to sit with a mask on my face for 20 minutes so I can use this and still get my exfoliation in there, but it's uh, it doesn't take too long. So I've actually been really pleasantly surprised at this product and how much I enjoy it and how much it's, I mean, it's become a, a regular part of my skincare routine now, uh, t twice a week, maybe three times a week. Again, you don't want to do it, overdo it with the exfoliation, but I'm really liking this one and I am impressed with it. So I wanted to recommend it this week in the beauty words. So from Wishful, that is the Yoglo Facial Enzyme Scrub. I will have that link in the show notes along with all of Kurt's links and any other links, how to contact me. All of that is always in the show notes if you want to get in touch. Other than that though, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to Start Inspired and I will see you guys in my next one. Music